When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 15, chapter titled, Breaking Up is Really, Really Hard to Do. Yes, it is, Tanya. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. All um, wants to break up with me, here, on mic. On microphone, and Mike, the, my friend Mike. <laughs> he really likes doing all of the important stuff on a podcast, so it's true. this is pretty much par for the course for us. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I bought my last car on a podcast. <laughs> you uh, asked me to marry you on a podcast. I did, and that's lost forever. Is it? No. Oh. Um, so we also have a special guest with you this with us this week. No, we don't. That was last week. It's you, class. It's you. You're Just the... kidding. Miranda's in the closet. Miranda's been in the closet. <laughs> uh, so this is our Boy Meets World podcast. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is the world. You are the world. You're class. the world, class. You're not the guest. You're the world. How can the world be a guest? We think the world of you. Love is blossoming in the spring. Good thing it's not spring. Just kidding. I wish it was spring. It is so hot outside. Season five, episode Wait. two. Uh-huh. Season two, episode what? 12. Season- Did you just say season five, episode two? <laughs> it's a long week and weekend. Why was why it such a long weekend? I don't know, but when I said season five, episode two, you said, yep. <laughs> What did you do this weekend? We didn't do... I mean, no, none of it's interesting. We went... I replaced a hot water heater, and we went Pokemoning for three hours in 100-degree heat. Yeah. It was exhausting. Yes. But it was fun. And I started a new job, mm-hmm. and Alden stayed at his regular job. Yeah. So it's been a busy week for us. I have an office dog, guys. There's a dog in my office, and she's very cute. She's a black lab, and she's adorable, and she greets me every morning. She's so happy to see me, and then she lays on my feet while I'm working. And her name is Sean Hunter. (laughs) It is not. Are you trying to say that the dog doesn't exist? Yes. So we watched Boy Meets Girl. Nope. (laughs) That's my bit. I did that on purpose, for sure. Mm -hmm. We watched Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 15, episode titled... Breaking up is really, really hard to do. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It what? I know. I knew people named McCracken. I knew that the guy who made Powerpuff Girls' last name was McCracken. Really? And I always thought it was a joke. No, like a girl that I'm still like I'm. I talk to her often. I grew up with her last. Her maiden name is McCracken. McCracken seems like the f- like a completely. I love f- that last name. It seems so fake. Like it's not a bad last name. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like I hear it and I go, that's not real. But like you made so, that name. W- is it true that last names came from like? Um, what people did for a living? <laughs> Are we doing a history podcast? I'm just wondering. It- it it's what I was did. always told. That's not where every last name is from. So is McCracken, are McCrackens like ancestors of Kraken hunters? I can't... What? No, Kraken. it would be like they're Kraken... Kraken fishermen? Or they're Kraken walnuts. Or maybe they're just Kraken. 
or they're cracking walnuts and and peanuts and heads because they're bare knuckled boxers. No, I don't think there's. I don't think that existed in Ireland. Like, because McCracken would be an Irish name. But what if all the the like? There's not a, like a a Mick Mick Sheepherder. That's a badass last name, though. Holy <laughs> Mick shit. McSheepherder. McSheepherder. If your last name is McSheepherder, please tweet at us at BMGMBMW on Twitter. Thank you. I will marry you. So no, that he I, won't. It'll take him six years. So that I can take your last name and then get a divorce. And keep the last name. And keep the last name, yes. Anyway. <laughs> All in McSheepherder. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff McCracken, for directing this episode and having... Uh, Kick-ass last name. Kick-ass last name. Uh, And it was written by uh, Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang. Yay! Buttgang is back again. Buttgang's back. All right! Hmm. Boom, 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 boom. I like that music break. Thanks. It was good. Um, So, classroom or not, Tanya? I'm going to punch you in the (laughs) face. (laughs) Um, Why are you going to punch me? Just tell me, classroom or not? This is getting really old. What's getting really old? I don't want this to be a thing. Okay, give me a blurb about things Thank that you. aren't in the episode. <laughs> Today's blurb for breaking up is really, really hard to do. Corey definitely, definitely does not break up with Topanga. That's the blurb. That's true. He also doesn't buy a hotel. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he did buy a hotel. All right, so classroom or not, Tanya? not where do we start chubbies i think chubbies i wrote chubbies question mark moose lodge question mark yeah it was a really weird like it looked weird it didn't look like chubbies but it was set up like chubbies uh not in this scene it wasn't well it was like so Corey's like standing there talking and there is like one of those weird higher tables that they have at chubbies and you see Corey just like standing there and he's like reading this invitation and he's like they invite you to such and such party for couples for couples this is segregation like this is awful blah blah blah. it's it's alienating all of the people like me and you that don't have girlfriends and then it cuts to sean who's like hardcore making out with a girl at a table that looks like a chubby's table it does look like a chubby's table but um sean says and well, Corey goes, well, I guess single people like me. Mm-hmm. And Sean goes, hey, Corey, you remember that blood flow stuff they talked about in health class? I get it now. All right. Well, <laughs> that's a boner joke on TV. It is a boner joke on TV. Yes. Um. So Sean says, well, just, you know, find a girl and ask her. You can be, have a couple. Be a couple. Go find a girl. And Corey says, who am I going to ask? No one said Topanga. And Sean goes, what about Wendy? You like She's her? She's right over there She's in the booth right, right there. Uh-huh. Keep and, him, do you remember who Wendy was? So I wrote this down. Did you? Wendy <laughs> is back. Is there continuity in this show right now? Is there or is there not? Because last we saw of Wendy, she did not want anything to do with That's Corey. That's not true at all. You must forget who Wendy is. I do. She was at the party. No. Wendy was the girl that he decided that he was just going to try to date. Oh, that they were going right. to go on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and what ha- ended up happening was, is they had a conversation 
with each other and they decided that they were not going to date. They were going to get to know each other. And then the last we saw of them, they were going to go get food together, mm-hmm. which was like a non-date date, which right. is a thing that happens. Nah. Yes, it is. We went on a non-date date. Aww. Did you think it was a date? I No, I thought it was a non-date date. Yeah. We didn't think anything, anything was going to happen, but sometimes love blossoms in the spring. Or fall. Um, so Corey goes and asks her and she is like, you don't want to go. You don't want this. She says, this is for couples. You don't want to go as a couple. You just want a date. What you're looking for is a date. And he's like, no, I mean, we can couple. I'm asking you out. Like we can couple. And she's like, you want to be a couple with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, really? I'm like, she gets really excited. Yeah. She goes, can I, can I, can I go tell my friends? And he says, yeah, I'll go tell mine. And she walks away and then he turns around and he goes, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Classroom or not, Tanya? I'm not going to do that every segment. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why are you doing it every time? We go home. Why didn't you just say that? (laughs) um we go home yes eric is eric is in trouble his grades are very far from the beginning of the alphabet and he's about to be grounded and he's very upset and amy's like cradling his head and be like oh my poor baby and alan's like um excuse me but you are the one who came up with this punishment so they basically tell him that if he does not get his grades up then he is not allowed to date he got grounded from girls yes and be- and he says you know oh cuz alan said you can't just skate by on your good looks alan's getting jelly about his his good looking son <laughs> but he says you can't just skate by on your good looks you got to find a job. And Eric says, I don't need to do anything. I'm going to be a weatherman. Um, and yeah, he's just give me my girl. Yeah, so he's, we leave him crying on the couch with his parents. Mm-hmm. That's that's it for the living room. <laughs> um, yeah, and now we go to the hallway. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're, where um, Corey is leaving the classroom. Wendy is standing outside the classroom like she's going to sneak attack him. And as he walks out, she grabs him and she's like, Corey, I'm so glad to see you. The last week we spent together has been the best week of my life. And he's just like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And she says, I got a question for you. And she like sits him down and she's like, what are you doing this summer? <laughs> And he basically is just like, uh, summer's really far away. I have no idea. And she's just like, um, so since we're a couple now, I was really hoping we would spend some the summer together. And then he makes a very Alden face, which is like a cross between a smile and a grimace. And then is like, oh, well, why don't we just see like, let's let's take it. A little bit, like... He says, before the summer, let's see how spring goes. And she goes, okay, spring is where love blossoms, you know? Yeah, love blossoms in the spring. And Uh, he's like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And he goes, okay, well, all right, I got to go to, uh... And she goes, chemistry. And he goes, ha, you know my schedule better than I do. And then she, like, fixes his collar. And she's she's like, like, let me fix that for you. Billy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he starts walking away and she goes, um, excuse me, you forgot something, which you've definitely done before. I know. I and- related to <laughs> only this moment. The rest of it, nah. But this one, yes. And she goes, um, kiss, kiss. I have never done that. <laughs> it's true. 
And then she also says, she says, kiss, kiss, you goose. Like, or you forgot something, you goose. Oh, yeah. Something like that. She uses a lot of like 80 year old lady pet names. Mm hmm. For their one-week relationship. For their one-week relationship. So he Which walked... a week feels like a very long time in kid time. Yes. It, 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 I mean, it does. And especially eighth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. That was a long time. Yeah. Dating someone for a week is just... It's like a lifetime. There were relationships where I'd be like, damn, we made it a whole week. Um, so how do you feel now that you've been in a relationship for six years? Well, I just think of it as a lot of weeks put together. So it's very long. Uh-huh. A lot of weeks. Uh, so anyway, Corey walks away and we get our third, like our C plot of the episode. Yes. We have three plots. The main plot is Corey and Wendy. The subplot is Eric is grounded from girls. The sub-subplot is Mr. Feeney does not know how to be friends with people, and he tries to trick them into being friends with him like a 13-year-old. <laughs> You're so judgmental before we've even talked about it. So Mr. Feeney and Mr. Turner walk in, and Mr. Feeney's just like, whoa, I see you got, you know, racquetball or whatever. Oh, uh, no, first, first, I wrote this down because it's funny. They were talking about grades, and Mr. Feeney's like, you know, it's time for midterms, mid-terms to go out and... And I want you to be fair with these. Like, he doesn't trust Mr. Turner mm-hmm. at all. And so Mr. Turner's like, oh, no, no, no. I was thinking I just give him all A's, you know, because the kids try really hard and we don't want the parents to be upset and we don't want the kids to be upset. You know, this way, nobody gets hurt. And Mr. Feeney goes, Mr. Turner, hurt them. <laughs> uh, but then they talk about uh, Mr. Turner's walking out with like racquetball equipment mm-hmm. or whatever. Was it racquetball? Yeah, or was it was it racquetball. Squash. And Mr. Feeney says, I was a really good squash player mm. in my day. And Mr. Turner's like, yeah, I've seen stuff about that on the History Channel. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney's like, yeah, I guess I, I really, I should get more with the times. Like, I would just need someone to help me to kind of guide me into understanding, like, the differences. And Mr. Turner's like, well, I'm meeting someone to play today, but I could play with you tomorrow and mr Feeney's like yeah go easy on me when he goes that'll that'll give you an extra day to get a doctor's note um and yeah mr feeney's playing playing real coy but it was real obvious yeah it was very obvious and and he does this weird like evil laughing joke where he's like um is there room on the court for my respirator? And then he like cackles about it, which was very funny. <laughs> um, and then Mr. Turner walks away and Mr. Feeney is just like chump. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't cut. It goes, it's You go over to Eric who's standing at his locker and um, a girl walks up behind him and she's just like, Eric. And he's like, I'm busy. Go away. She's like, but I'm, uh, you know, you don't know who this is yet. And he's like, yes, I do. It's like Bonnie or something. Lori. And she says, I. My parents are out mm -hmm. of town and I'm having a really hard time figuring out the temperature on my hot tub. And he's just like, "Uh, please go away. I can't do anything. And she goes, fine, I'll just go ask Billy or whoever it was. And he's just like bashing his head into the lockers. And here comes Jason. Jason, who we haven't seen in I episodes. never thought I'd be so happy to see Jason. I don't think I cared for him that much as a kid, but I love him now. Like, 
I feel like he always adds a little bit of something to I, the episodes he's in. I think if he was in every episode, it would not be fun. Right. He's sprinkled in. He got yes. a little sprinkling of Jason, and yeah. it's nice. I like I like a sprinkling of Jason. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, he, yeah, he, Eric's banging his head up against the locker and, and Jason comes up like a super nerd and goes, locker man, I heard your call. And wow. Thunder man, I heard your call. I wonder if that came through on mic. So Eric says, I'm having a real hard time with this girl's thing. And, and like, even like look in my history book, Marie Curie and Florence Nightingale, they're all just looking like gorgeous babes snack and uh he goes look at this raven haired beauty and jason goes that's leonardo da vinci (laughs) (laughs) and then i died and i'm dead now so jason says i've got a good substitute for you You can't hang out with girls so i've got a great substitute and eric's like what could possibly be a good substitute for me i can't date girls and it cuts to a beauty parlor yes I my observation from this part is that all of a sudden, like Eric looks like a teenager, hmm. and I don't know whether it's so they go into this beauty parlor and it, and um Jason's like okay, um like he's basically telling Eric like you you're gonna come in this is gonna be exactly what you need and this woman comes out and I can't remember her name um Dominique. Dominique she's tall she's like very pretty um but for some reason she makes Eric actually look like a teenager she did kind of so uh yeah her name is Dominique and he is they're talking and um he was saying something to 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 Jason about how like this has never worked blah 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 and she walks in and she's like why hello and she's speaking in a really thick French accent mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it was real it seemed like it might have been kind of fake I think it was very fake and she's like hello Mr. Matthews and um, let me cut your hair and he goes she goes oh no she doesn't say Mr. Matthews yeah she says, she's she's talking to Jason and Jason's like this is my friend Eric and she's like hello what what can I do for you and what is your name and he goes Evan Matthew and thus begins Eric acting like a buffoon while she baby talks him. So um, it's funny because Eric dates a lot of girls. A lot, yes. But he he only gets like dumbfounded by these like much older women ever. Yes. So Eric's got a type. Yeah, he's a cougar hunter. Yeah. So... Um, it's, it gets like, you know, sensual or she's like rubbing his head and stuff and whatever. Yeah. And he's just like really weird giggling and stuff the whole time. So yeah. Um, so he's doing the, the Sean thing where Sean was dating girls and he was just like, Sean's in seventh grade. Eric is in 11th grade or 10th grade. He's 16. That's all I know. Uh, so anyway, we cut to the cafeteria. We're back to the cafeteria, back to a plot. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, a girl walked up to Corey, and she starts asking him if he can help her with her homework. And he's like, um, no, sorry, I'm busy. I, you know, I got my own homework to do. And she walks away, and he's just like, oh, God, like, why Why do these girls keep asking? It's like the sixth one today. And Sean goes, um, they don't want 
your homework. They want you. And he's like, what do you mean? And Sean goes, you're a couple now. You're off the market. Girls want you because you're off the market. You're going to have to start dating. Like multiple people, like many people. That's what you're supposed to do. You are a kid. You're a teenager. Like you're supposed to be dating more than one person. He says, how long have you been dating, uh, Wendy? And he goes, a week. And he goes, yeah, you've got a dumper. That's way too long. You shouldn't be dating somebody for a week. Yeah, and in the span of like a two-minute conversation, he says dump her like 25 times. He does, and he says, you know, first first things, she's going to ask you, or she's going to be waiting for you outside your class. She's going to ask you... Um, what you're doing that summer. Like, he starts laying out all the things that Wendy has already done, and Corey's just like, oh, God, I have to dump her, don't I? Mm-hmm. So they devise a plan where Corey is going to write her a note and just like cut the cord and that's it. They're done. I do want to say Sean's not, I mean, he's wrong in the fact that Corey should dump her, but Sean's not wrong in the fact that like you're a couple now. Now everybody's interested in you. I was about, I was going to ask you about that. Go ahead. Ask I, me. I figured that that might have been what you experienced. Uh Uh-huh. Like, as soon as you were a couple with someone, did other girls, like, crawl out of the woodwork and all of a sudden they liked you? Like... Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't... I don't know. I don't think it's a girl thing. I think it's a people thing. No, it's a people thing. But definitely, anytime... I would go, you know, weeks or months without a girlfriend, and then I would get a girlfriend, and there would be, like, four girls who were like, well, no, wait, wait, I like you. It's almost like people don't know that they like you until they experience a jealous feeling. Well, they're like, I can't have that. I I want it. I can't have it. My experience came like much older, but it was, I had no, I had no idea that anybody liked me at all when I was like 16 and 17 years old. Uh And then I started dating the boy's dad and all of the sudden, like five people were trying to date me. Mm-hmm. during that time and of course i was like no 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 but it was nuts like i hadn't i would never have even settled for him if i had thought that any of those other people had liked me huh did you settle for me no absolutely not <laughs> i'm still looking yeah so anyway um uh yeah sean tells him like you have to dump her you have to leave her um and Corey's like, but she's so nice. And Sean's like, so what? Like, you're this is your the prime of your life. Well, and he's also not wrong in the fact that at their age, like, things shouldn't get so serious. Well, yeah, but I think up until this point, it didn't seem that serious to me, at least. Like, the the summer thing was kind of off. When she's when she started like adjusting his collar. And everything like and he's obviously uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. it. It's I mean, kids don't know how to read the cues of the other people around them. Mm -hmm. It's very apparent. But there were times with Caden when he had a girlfriend that was like weirdly obsessive where I could tell almost immediately and I'd be like, eh, she might be like a bit much Mm -hmm. right now. And he would just be like, yeah, but, you know, she needs me and she doesn't have anyone to talk to and blah, blah, blah. And then like a week later, he's like, "Okay, you're right. Mm -hmm. And then he would text her and say, my mom said. Yeah. Let's let's get to how the parents handle this situation. Um, uh, Oh, wait. First, we're in English class. Sorry. Yes. English. No Topanga. Yes. So I wrote this down. 
Where in English, there's no Topanga, the girl in front of Corey, Wendy. Wendy. So it's almost like it's a reserved spot for whoever Corey might date in that episode. Mm-hmm. You might date Wendy. Here she, go- she Here she is. Topanga, you're kicked out. Yeah. Topanga's expelled if another girl is in Corey's life. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, they're reading poems in English class. So... When they come in, they, they're walking into the class and Sean is talking about the note. He's like, did you write the note? And Corey's like, yes. And they put the stack of papers on Mr. Turner's desk. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Like, it did. You... I thought. Yeah. That Corey yeah. put the note on the desk. It it did seem like that's what they were leading towards. So and it's... then they were like, skirt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what they did. Nope. Um. Because it looked like Mr. Turner was going to read the breakup note. Yes. But that's not how it went down. How did it go down, Tanya? What happened was, is Mr. Turner picks up the poems. And while he's picking up the poems and he's talking about the poems, Sean is like, hey, hey, give her the note. So Mr. Turner's reading the poems and he's like, whose poem am I going to read first? Mr. Hunter. I'm going to read your poem first. I hope that's all right. And Sean's like, yeah, it's some of my best work. And Mr. Turner was like, you want me to read this out loud or just forward it to your guidance counselor? Because the title was Welfare. It is just titled Welfare. Do you have the poem? No. I do. (laughs) You have the whole poem? I don't know. I don't have the whole poem, but I have the gist of it. All right, go ahead. My Uncle Ralph, he does not care, cause two times a month he gets welfare. My Uncle Chuck has nylon hair. He bought the rug with his welfare. That's as far as I wrote. And then he just kind of goes like, uh, something there, uh, whatever. And he, electric he, chair. Electric chair. Wow. You got a really colorful fa- family there, Hunter. And... Sean was like, I didn't use any of their real names. I... Is that okay? He says, yeah, the less I know, the better. Which... I have to say, though, hey, if you're on welfare, that's fine. Yeah. This is... This is a really, really ugly trope. It is an ugly trope. I mean, but there was an electric chair in there. Yeah, but that's equating people who are on welfare with crime and trashiness. And that is absolutely not the case at all. That's a good point. It bothers me. Yeah. It's the same thing that they do with trailers. Like, mm-hmm. trailer does not equal a trashy or crime-ridden way of living. People are just trying to get by. Welfare, like, we've all needed help. All of us. So, like, it bothers me that those are the things that they use as Sean's cries for help. Because they are pushing the fact that Sean is desperate. For, to get out of this miserable life but the things that they're pointing to are things that are like just everyday people trying to get by mm-hmm. that's all i just wanted to make that clear yeah you made it no you're you're not wrong it, it, they do really push that and i don't know sometimes it's funny but it still isn't okay i guess to 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 make fun of these people because they're on welfare. That's yeah. not the problem. Now, if you want to point to the fact that they're, you know, committing crimes and, you know, being electrocuted and whatever, 
um, then that is the problem. But it right. doesn't equate like those exactly. are not they're not even in the same right. like diagram. Right. But um, that was a very normal trope for then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I th- it's it's still something that a lot of people that I know kind of harbor like towards other people and it makes it really difficult for the people who do need to reach out and get help to do so because of the stigma that's on it and so there's even more poverty and stuff because of the fact that people are afraid of what people will think of them if they reach out for this help agreed or if they live in a trailer as opposed to it it just that um if you need help get it like and don't worry about it yeah that's all don't i let, think you're wonderful she thinks you're wonderful don't let boy meets world ruin your fun yeah um sorry i'm i don't have anything to say if i'm not throwing in butt one, jokes one more little thing go ahead is it a butt joke because mm-hmm. i got one of those hold the butt joke i'm holding my butt <laughs> <laughs> too late i said the butt joke <laughs> I think that they missed an opportunity to normalize the situation. And if they wanted Sean to live a different, like a distinctly different life from Corey to where he is living in a trailer and things are a little bit different for him than they are from Corey's family. He has a different upbringing, a different background and stuff. They could have made it so that living in a trailer or being on welfare was normalized and destigmatized instead of really just like paving the way for that stigma to get stronger that's all okay i'm done about it let's so sean's poem is over sean's poem is over sean's uncle was electrocuted i thought we were over it um so i was end capping it so sean is saying Corey, did you Give her the note, give her the note, give her the note, give her the note. So Corey finally reaches up and gives her the note. And as he does that, she grabs it and Mr. Turner says, all right, time for our next poem. This poem is called, did you write this down? I think it was, If You Leave Me, I I Will will Die. die. Yeah, that is what it's called. By Wendy whatever. Wendy Jansen. Butt gang. Wendy butt gang. And... I have her poem. He, she has her poem. And... The moment Corey hears the name of the poem, he's like, I need that back. I need that note back. I need that note back. Mm-hmm. So here's the poem. Okay. By Wendy Buttgang. But what? Buttgang. Wendy Buttgang wrote this poem. Love is a flower that blooms in the sun. Our love runs deeper than rivers run. Our love is so strong that it makes me cry. Leave me and I'll die. I will die, die, die. Welcome to Tanya's Poetry Corner. We can't... No. What? We can't what? I don't want a Poetry Corner. Okay. It's your favorite thing, reading poetry on our show. (laughs) So, uh, Corey hears the poem and he's like, give me the note, give me the note, please, I need that note back. And And she's like, oh yeah, the note. And she reads it and she looks sad and she gets up and she says, I need to be excused, walks out. Then Corey starts walking out after her and Mr. Turner goes, hey, where are you going? And he says, oh, we, we both had a lot of iced tea at lunch and walks out. So now we're in the hallway. Wendy's sitting on the bench there and like almost crying. Uh, I will say, by the way, um, I really, really took note up through this point even. She has, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. 
and she's a very, very good, like, she's got great facial expressions. Yeah, she's very expressive. And, like, you can you can watch her emotions change on her face. Um, yeah, and we, we grew up seeing her a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always really liked her. And I like, like, her character on this episode is a little irritating. Mm-hmm. But her herself, she is just a doll like she's just like the sweetest little thing Mm -hmm. um and i'm really glad that they at least went back to her character Mm because they don't often do that now what was sean's girlfriend's name that i really liked that went to the dance with him i don't remember if we could remember that i would love to was it becky yes i would love to see becky come back too okay i'll let the the writers know uh so uh, Corey's out, call in. Corey's out there talking to Wendy and she's very upset. And he says, why are you so upset? Uh, she goes, he gaslights her. She says, you want to break up with me? And he said, no, 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 I don't want to break up with you. What gave you that impression? And she holds up a note and she says, we I want to, to break, break up. up with you. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 not. I will. I do not want to break up with you. Oh, I can't believe I forgot the not. I was so upset with this. <laughs> You're very upset with this episode in general. No, I just... And, okay. and um, he's doing it because he feels bad. Is that the right reason? No, but we've learned that throughout the course of the episode. I think that's how gaslighting starts. Okay. Anyway. Go ahead, make your point. That It was my point. So um, he says, no, I do want to be with you. And she's like, you don't want to break up. And he says, no, I, I, I don't. You know, why, why would I want to break up with you? And would, would a guy that wanted to break up make a face like this? And he makes a really weird smiley face. And she's happy now. Um, and she goes and they do a big old hug. And she's like, oh, I really hope our three kids are as sensitive as you are. And he goes, yeah, me too. And then like three seconds go by and he goes, wait, what? Um, uh. Then we go to commercials. So many. We went to commercials. So many commercials, but I just want to point out real quick. Unrelated to Boy Meets World. Is it the booger in my nose? No. Okay. What? So, <laughs> uh, we go to a commercial. None of you are going to see this commercial. This was just random happenstance. We see a commercial that immediately cuts to a car, and a guy says Lisa Mazda, and I thought he said Lisa Lisa Mazda. <laughs> And how has that never been someone's name for their kid? Because how good of a promotion would that be if you na- if you were a car dealer and you named your kid Lisa Mazda? Because then you could be like in the course of a conversation with someone when they're sitting down at your desk trying to decide if they want to get a car or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah look, this all oh, look at my kids. You know, this is my wife, uh, Wendy. And there's and my daughter, my Lisa, daughter Mazda. Lisa Mazda. And the person's just like, okay, yeah, I just, I just really feel like I want a Lisa Mazda for some Is reason. Is that what happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Anyway, classroom or not, Tanya? Um, not. Correct. We go to the living room. That was just filler for me to turn my page. Oh, I was wondering why you were asking again, classroom or not. Sean and Corey are walking in together. Hmm? Sean and Corey are walking in together. I'm losing my voice. Why? <clears throat> From carrying the weight of this you show. You sounded like Jonathan Davis just now. I don't know who he is. It's 1995. Uh, um, Corn came out in 1995. 
I think so. Now I need to Google this. We you can talk. This. talk. We can have talk, this. Talk, talk, talk. So Sean and Corey are coming in together, um, and uh, Sean says, did you break up with her yet? And Corey says, no, I didn't. I'm going to call her in a little bit and let her know that we need to take some space, maybe not break up, but, you know, just take a few days off from each other. And Corey, uh, Sean goes, that's a great plan. And they walk into the kitchen, and Wendy is standing in the kitchen in an apron next to Amy, cooking. And they look up, and Sean or Corey goes, "Ah!" And then Sean looks up, and he goes, "Ah!" And he's like, "Why is Wendy in your kitchen, holding a knife?" Mm -hmm. And Sean leaves, and now we could go to dinner, and they're all sitting around at dinner, Wendy. Corey's family. Everyone well, except for Eric. Everyone except Eric for Eric. Is, Eric's busy getting his hair washed. Mm -hmm. But Morgan is there. Mm -hmm. She's got bangs now. Mm -hmm. She looks a little different. Um, but she's there. She's sitting next to Wendy. And then like Corey's in the middle. And then there's Alan and Amy. And they're all eating. And they're like, wow, these scalloped potatoes are so good. And Amy was like, yeah, all I had to do was be like, oh, scalloped potatoes are Corey's favorite. And Wendy was like, I'm going to make some. And she made them and they were great. And, um, and Corey says, Hold on, I have to turn the page of my notes. Classroom or not? <laughs> Table. <laughs> yes. Okay. And he's like, oh, great. Why don't? Why doesn't she just move in? We can be one big, happy, potato-eating family. And she says, I mean, I don't just only make potatoes. You know, I, I'll make lots of things. I make treats, and I like Belgian waffles with the... With the oh, and Corey goes, with the whipped cream and the strawberries on top? And she goes, yeah, every morning. And he goes... Um, this is a roller coaster of emotions. Well, he, she says, um, my grandmother makes them for my grandfather every morning, and they've been together for 66 years. And Corey's like, I'm on a roller coaster of emotion. Nobody hears him, except for maybe Alan, who is super concerned. He hasn't taken a bite of his potatoes. He's been watching this whole thing unfold with his potatoes just hanging up in the air. Yeah. Al Amy is entranced. She is. And, and when this happens, Eric walks in and gets very defensive and weird. Like, guys, don't ask me what I was doing. I was just getting my hair cut. I can get as many haircuts as I want. Then he also, Korn released their self-titled album in 1994. Okay. So Eric goes upstairs and Amy goes, do you need to talk to him? And Al Alan says, let's figure out what's going on here first. And, um, oh, somebody says, oh, that was... That was Corey's brother, and she goes, oh, Eric and, and, his, and his best, best friend, friend Jason? I know all about them. Corey told me all about them, and Corey's like, no, I didn't. And um, she says something about how I hope, you know, I just, this is going to be great. I hope our three kids are as... As wonderful and well-raised as your three kids, and... Um... Alan's like, three kids, huh? And she's like, well, I come from a family of three kids, and Corey comes from a family of three kids, so I just figured that when we get married, we'll keep up the tradition. And Corey goes, three kids, Dad. What do you think of that, Gramps? <laughs> and Alan's like, Corey, outside, real quick. And they walk outside, and do you know what they, they say here? Because I think we should do the exchange like they did. I don't know all the words, no, but you can start, and I can see if I can do the next part. Well... Alan goes, they they walk out, shut the door. Alan goes, nutcase. Corey goes, you think? And they walk back inside. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, 
So Alan sits down and he's like, you really think that uh, you can you can make ends meet on Corey's $5 a week salary? And when he delivers this line, he starts cracking up uh-huh. at the end of it. And we watched this twice and both times it made me laugh. But obviously, as he was saying the line, like he could not get through it without laughing. And they were like, all right, that's fine. Because it, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and... She says, oh, no, we'll have plenty of time to get our lives together. Like, we're not going to just rush into marriage. And Alan goes, oh, good. And Corey goes, wait. <laughs> and let her finish. And she goes, yeah, you know, we're just going to stay together until... We're going to grow up we're gonna together. We're going to grow together, yeah. And <laughs> Corey's like, you, do we need to go outside again? And he goes, no, 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 no. And Morgan goes... Do you or when when you guys get married, will you be my sister? And, and she's and Amy's like, oh well, my goodness, because Alan goes, oh she's got Morgan, and then Amy goes, oh that's so cute, and Alan goes, he's got both, she's got both of the women, and um, Morgan takes her away to go show her her doll. Yeah. And Alan's like, Amy, we got to do something about this. Like, and this she goes, no, there's nothing wrong with this. She's just a little girl that's playing house. If that's- something was wrong, it would have been on my radar. My alarm would have gone off. And then um, Wendy comes like bouncing down the stairs and she's like, oh, Mrs. Matthews, I just found this picture of you in your wedding dress. I hope I'll get to try it on one day. And then she like runs back upstairs and Amy's just like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, so now we cut to the hallway. Yes, we do. <clears throat> Let me get a little comfortable. <laughs> uh, so um, Feeney and Mr. Turner are walking in. It is clear that they, Mr. Turner is the exhausted one. Mr. Feeney is spry and happy. So happy. And Mr. Turner's just like, you're a ringer, George. You're a ringer. You act like you didn't know how to play. No, I didn't know how to play. Squash. Squash. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Feeney's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Pay up. And he gives him the money and Mr. Feeney goes, sucker. And he's like, hey, Mr. Turner, or hey, Jonathan, I don't know how to play pool either. And he just like dies yeah, laughing like, <laughs> in the hallway. Like we've never heard him laugh before. But like he wants like friends. He wants camaraderie. But he's kind of a douchebag. I mean, that's how people treat their friends sometimes. I don't. Not if they don't already have them. That's true. Like, and that's what I that's what I mean by Mr. Feeney doesn't like he wants these things but he's like a 13 year old he does not know how to get them he's going about it all wrong ah yeah you're being too hard on him i think i I don't think so you're being hard on everything this episode no this is the second time we've seen him do something like that he wanted alan to go to the gym with him so that he could get a discount and got mad at alan for not going to the gym with him yeah we had so much negativity the last few episodes of our podcast i just want to overlook it all and enjoy myself okay (laughs) Live in a world of bliss. Okay. I mean, it was funny. It was very funny. But he was like a 13-year-old. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Corey... Um, yeah, this is... So, Corey says to Sean, I, I broke up with her. And Sean goes, oh, good. How'd that go? And he goes, well, she invited me in. She gave me oatmeal cookies. Her grandma played the organ. And we sang... I don't remember what they sang. Big Rock Candy Mountain. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and he's like, did you know there's four generations living in the same house? The men don't say much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we go back to old Chubby's. Oh, no, 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 no. So he sits, he sits down on the bench. Sean goes to class. Corey's like mentally exhausted. And he sits down on this bench and we go into dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And in this dream sequence, Corey is old. Very, very old. And Wendy is also old. Very, very old. And they're sitting at this booth. In and they like fully Chubby's. makeup, like Mrs. Doubtfire makeup. Yeah, it's actually really good. It is really it's good. It's really good. And Corey's old people voice is fantastic. And he's like stuffing bread into his sweater, but is not it? even like a pocket. Like you can see it sticking out of the side. And she's like... Corey, you don't need to take all of the bread, silly. Like, we have bread at home. And he's like, what? They're, they they want you to they take it. They want you to take the rolls. <laughs> that was really good. Oh Thanks. Does that hurt? No, not at all. It sounds painful. It's not at all. Okay. Well. That's how I'm doing the rest of this segment. All right. So he's he's he goes from the bread to, like, stuffing sweet and low in there and, like, the silverware and the cups. He's just taking everything off the table and stuffing it into his sweater as Wendy is talking to him. And there's something that he says as he's taking everything that makes her feel a little bit less than. And she's like, has it been so... Oh, he says, we've been doing the same things for 90 years. Well, in the middle of this, Sean came through and did his whole thing, oh. too. Oh, wait, I missed. Yeah. I missed, I missed, I missed. Yeah. So he says like his stomach is uncomfortable or something. And she's like, oh, I know what you need. Prunes. And she like gets up and goes to get him like prunes. And when he when she gets up, Sean comes in. Also, it full decked out in old people garb. And like, is like, Corey, Corey, is that you? And Corey's just like. He's like. I'm here every day at 4.30. Of course it's me. You Every single day I sit down at 4.30 and you walk in and you say, Corey, is that you? I'm just... What? I feel like I'm watching the show all over again. Keep going. I, that's what happens. There's more. Keep Just do the whole thing. Uh, and Sean says that, I'm sorry, my mind isn't as sharp as it used to be. And Corey goes... I got news for you, Sean. It never was. <laughs> this is so... What are the old people in... Statler and Waldorf. Yes. It yeah. was so that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. So anyway, Sean... Uh, Sean basically is like, you've been with the same woman for 90 years. and Or no, Corey's like, you've dated a million people, like thousands of people, and I've been with the same woman for 90 years. And Sean's like, 90 years? Are you serious? And he's like, yes, 90 years is the potato anniversary. And Sean goes, what? How long have you been married? And, <laughs> and Corey's like, what? Who? And he's like, you're supposed to take the roles. And Sean says that he... Uh, he brings up a point. So we've ignored this fact the whole time. Uh, now Sean says, now you've been with her for 90 years and I'm still all alone. And then a girl walks by and he goes, but not tonight. She's walking fast and runs away. Uh, and then when he comes back and, and brings him what he needs and he's just like, well, thank you. And, um, he says something about them being together for 90 years that seems to make her feel like inadequate. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, has it really been that bad? And it seems like they're going to go into a conversation where he, as a a 103-year-old man, is telling her that, like, it's been a miserable 90 years. But instead, they talk about the socks. Oh, Wendy gives Corey socks somewhere in the beginning of this episode. And... um. You see Corey lift his foot up in his dream sequence and he has those socks on. He's like, I never took the socks off. And he was like, you've done everything for me and made my life wonderful. And he was like, I thank you for making my life so great. And I teared up a little bit. Yeah, it's clear at this point that Corey is kind of conflicted. Like, yes, it's it's that's been a very subtle point this entire episode but now it's very clear like Corey doesn't know like he's kind of like maybe this is good like so what if I'm with somebody that I didn't think I was going to be with and you know I'm with someone and I get to be with someone forever and they take good care of me and they have the potential to enrich my life which Mm -hmm. a 13 year old doesn't quite understand and you can't expect them to right so for him to come around to what he has come around to is pretty impressive yeah and um so this this sequence ended with Corey like no you you see mr feeney come up as the waiter and go mr matthews and he's like they want you to take the rolls and mr feeney starts berating him in this dream sequence or whatever and then it cuts away and yeah he's like empty your pockets mr matthews and, and then it goes out of the dream sequence. Back in the hallway and Mr. Feeney's actually there yelling at him, telling him he's late for class. And I was hoping that there would be like a Feeneyism. Yep. No. But there wasn't. There wasn't time. So much happened in this episode. I wrote four pages of notes. You did in like feverishly. Because it was just like, cut, 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 cut. I thought thing. I wrote tons of notes. I wrote a front and back page in a small book. You wrote a front and back of like four pages. They want you to take the rolls. <laughs> Uh, so now we cut back to Chubby's. Yes. And um, they're on a date. They're on a date, and Corey walks up and he goes, "I got, I got us burgers, but I didn't get cheese because I know you keep telling me that cheese is bad for me. So there's no cheese on these burgers. Also, no red meat. These are just rolls." <laughs> and she's like, "I just want what's best for you, Corey." And he's like, "I know you do." And he says, she says something about, you know, this has been really great being together. This is so nice. And he says, yeah. And it's just so funny how that happened. And she's like, what do you mean funny? And he says, well, you know, I wasn't really looking for a relationship when this whole thing started. I was just trying to find someone to go to the, the couple's party with. And Sean told me you should ask her. She's right over there. And I did. And she's like hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and she is like, we have to break up. And he was like, wait, what? And she was like, our relationship is based on a lie, which that's a stretch, but okay. Yeah. Um, And he was like, but what matters is like, I'm happy with how it turned out. And she was like, I can't be in a relationship that isn't based on a mutual like of each other. I can't be in a relationship that isn't someone wanting to marry me the moment they see me. Right. Me either. <laughs> Um, so she breaks up with him and leaves, but Mm -hmm. Sean comes in Mm -hmm. and Corey only looks a tiny bit dejected, but Sean starts talking and he's like, did you guys really break up? Oh my gosh. So you can go, we can go with the twins, the Kowalski twins or something. And 
Corey's just like, yeah, no. And he's just like quiet and he's looking at his socks. He's wearing the socks that she gave him. And Sean's like, what? Why? What's wrong? He's like, I miss Wendy. And then we go to, it was a bummer ending. That was the end. That was the end of the episode. That was the end of plot A. Um, So we've ended plot A. We've ended plot C. Yes. Mr. Feeney laughing as he walked away was the end of plot C. Now we go to the post credit scene to wrap up plot B. Poorly. And we go back to the, the beauty parlor. And Eric, Eric is breaking up with his yeah. stylist. He's like, we have to break up. We can't do this anymore. And she's confused because she's just doing a job for money. Uh, is she confused? She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She was telling him like, no, no, don't do this to me. You know, we, we thought of this. We had a good thing and whatever. And he's like, no, you, 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 you got to stop, stop doing this to me. This isn't okay. This isn't nice to me. You need to, to listen to me. And she says, you're making me angry. I'll be rough. And he goes, okay, and sits down. And she goes, good boy. And that's the end. That's That's all she wrote. How did you feel about this episode? (laughs) Well. You loved it. I thought it was a really fun episode. And I think, um, again, like, I think that they saw a lesson in something that a lot of things didn't a lot of media didn't pick up on or doesn't pick up on this is not a thing that's really touched on like there's a lot in there and it's real life stuff it's to me it's like whoever was writing this episode either was able to think back clearly because i didn't realize these things happened to me right but they did so somebody was either watching one of their kids grow up and was like wow like this is such a good like rich story Mm mm-hmm there's so many layers to this and so many emotions to this. Yeah, and it's not just black and white. Like, right. Like, this is okay, real life. You're, you're dating a girl and then you're going to break up with her and that's it. End right. of story. Right. This is a real life thing and it's multi-layered because real life is multi-layered. Mm-hmm. And there's no clear cut. I mean, Corey had options to, to find other girls. Uh, Corey was in this, was happy to be with her and she was sweet and and nice and into him but also clearly wanted too much Mm -hmm. um i've been in relationships like that too where immediately it's like oh we're we're in love and we're getting married and i'm just like talking about me like come on like i liked you this is i'm not talking to (laughs) you you directly you don't don't need to give this disclaimer i already know but like i've been in relationships where it's like a weekend and they're saying these things like oh i you're gonna be such a great dad and i'm like oh shit like you know what you're sweet i like you this is too much Mm -hmm. but at at uh 13 you don't process all of that all of those emotions are still in there but you're not thinking about it it's just in there and you're not knowing how to deal with them yeah, and to that point, like I remember I remember this episode very vaguely, mm-hmm. watching it as a kid and thinking, but she's pretty. Why uh-huh. doesn't why doesn't he want to stay with her? She's pretty because my kid brain, that was what mattered or what I thought mattered to a boy and only only that is I was like I'm so confused. She's pretty. I didn't understand all the other parts. I I think I understood. I'm sure you did, eight year old. Um, 
No, but they I want you to take the no, role. No, I think that by the end of the episode, I understood. But I think I wrote like. Anytime a boy wanted to break up with a pretty girl or a girl wanted to break up with a guy that I thought was like a good looking guy, I was just like, but why? Like they're together now. So why would they want to break up? Like how it's so hard to find someone. Why do they want to break up? Like that's where my brain goes. I I don't think I had it at this age, but I in ninth grade, I definitely there was a girl that I dated and she was really sweet and she was cute and immediately she was like assuming we were going to grow up and get married before we'd even like gone out on a date. We were in ninth grade. We just said we liked each other and um, she, it was just, it was real quick and I real quick had to go, Hey, this is, this sucks. And I broke up with her and she cried, but it was at school, right? Yeah. And she cried in class for the rest of the day. And everyone knew that it was because I broke up with her. Yeah. It's okay. Sucked. I can I just say though, in her defense, like for some reason, as a girl who grew up in church and Christian school, um, that is what you are sort of trained to believe is that you're going to date someone and then marry them. Sure, but that's not my shit. I know, but like for her, it probably hurts so much more because for her, it was like, but wait, like. That this was supposed like I this was a good guy he's at my church or he's at my school and like you know this how, this is the end game right Avengers you know who else got hurt Wendy but Corey had to do it yes um because well and now Corey's hurt too and Corey's hurt too and I was hurt too I was, I'm mm-hmm. you jerk I'm just kidding I feel I feel for your poor sweet ninth grade heart I'm so sorry you poor soul anyway. Um, let me get back to my life experience. You go right ahead. And um, I don't know. It was such a a real topic, and I thought it was a really well written episode. But I also think I, I don't know if there were really any good lessons to gather out of it, unless you were willing to dig or force yourself to make an opinion on it, because nothing was concluded like no one said well you shouldn't have done this or you should have done this it's not like at the end of the episode where they toyed with those two girls um where Corey was the tupperware it's not like how at the end of that episode everything like they learned their lesson they everybody hated them this one ended very like i don't know how to feel about first of all none of the plots coincided with each other no not at all um but then also i think like this is also very true to life and the fact that sometimes it's just done and it's over and you're left feeling kind of empty and the way that they ended it was Corey didn't necessarily learn a lesson he just was left empty yeah and that feeling that you get from that end part like was done on purpose Mm -hmm. and that that was enough of the lesson. Yeah, like but, sometimes it's not all tied up. Yeah, but you have to think to get there. Like right. it's not spelled out for you at all. Oh, for sure. So um, there's a great lesson in there if you if you let yourself get there. Mm-hmm. Or if you listen to our podcast and you let us get there for you. Yeah, we're really good at it. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. We'll get there for you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Lisa Mazda. Lisa Mazda will get there for you (laughs) that's even better yeah 
Um, so what do you think of the episode? I guess you kind of told me already. I mean, I loved the episode. Mm-hmm. It was a fun, it was kind of a fun episode. I love it when they are, they're just really good at developing different personalities and really portraying real personalities, like real things. Like that girl existed in every friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like we've said it before, it, they definitely understand like the human experience really, really well. Yeah. Um. So that I definitely enjoy. And yeah, there were like, I have gripes about things because I'm overthinking everything while I write it down or whatever. But I did love the Mr. Turner and Mr. Feeney like back and forth. Eric's subplot was kind of like, yeah. eh. Yeah. But um, didn't it, like it. it was kind of nice to see him seem like a teenager. I feel like he seems so old all the time. But otherwise, like, Eric, I mean, um, Alan and Amy were adorable. Yeah. Like, Alan's whole thing, like, trying to save his son was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. I loved the episode. Yeah. I like how quickly Alan was aware of like oh wait a second Mm -hmm. i've been here before yeah and he pulled Corey aside like he wanted to help him yeah we've both had to do that with our kids like Mm -hmm. you had to do that with one of aubrey's boyfriends we were like uh you sure about this like i don't know about him like he's texting her eight times a day like why aren't you responding to me yeah and then like he was like with us and you were just like oh he was the worst oh Um, and like Caden's had a girlfriend that like we love we love this girl like but for Caden it was not a good situation like she was too much I think day one you were texting me she you were like she's in our house and she's so fantastic and then like day three you're like he needs she needs to leave him alone yeah it was almost exactly the scenario like she (laughs) had been planning like where they were gonna go to art school together and stuff yeah so Oh, and she sang like a love song to him at the. It was so cute, but also like, how does a, a how old was he? Twelve or thirteen? Yeah. With the song, mm-hmm. like how does a thirteen year old compartmentalize that? Right. So, we've had to do it. So I loved Amy and Allen's reactions to it all because I related to both of them so much that like oh oh god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for us. Then I guess. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, I thought it was a great episode. I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode. I, I don't know what happens in the next episode. I'm wondering if they, if they tie this up at all. I can't imagine they do. My right. prediction is that it's going to start out as if Wendy did not exist in this episode. Yeah. And he's probably going to be making out with Topanga in a hallway. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. What's your prediction? And then bef- let's put money on it. I Squash. Think, uh, I don't know. I've never done this before. I don't really <laughs> know how to. Di- you know, um, what is what is this predictions? I think I used to do a thing like it back in the seventies. <laughs> Fortune telling. <laughs> <laughs> so I think kind of similar. I think at some point in the next episode, Corey's going to be talking to Topanga about how he just wants to have his first girlfriend. <laughs> And how he'd like her to be his first girlfriend. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So um, not a whole lot to add. We kept this at about an hour. Good We're job. Good. We're getting us. better at this. Yeah. We didn't talk too much. We covered a whole lot. I think we learned a lot from having a guest last week. Also, we didn't really talk much before the episode. We just <laughs> kind of went into it. 
Um, we did learn a lot from having Miranda on. By the way, Miranda was fantastic. So great. Um, it was a fun episode to edit, but... It was a fun episode to do, and it was a fun episode to listen to. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, she will be on Again, more, she I'm had sure. fun doing it. Mm-hmm. She was very nervous about the episode posting. Ha ha. You're scared, Miranda. <laughs> well, she's not scared anymore. I bet she is. She's also not going to listen to this episode. That's true. She's not on it. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Your sister's not going to listen to this episode either because she's not on it. My sister listened Miranda's to the episode that Miranda was on because Miranda was on it. Her <laughs> own sister has been on 25 episodes and she has not listened to them, but she'll listen to the episode that Miranda is on. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, we hope you enjoyed that. We hope you enjoyed this um, we hope you'll join us next week and also f- send this to someone in Montana. Please? Just find us somebody in Montana. Like, if you have a friend on Facebook that is from Montana, just share the link with them. Get a Montana phone book. Just call one person. If all it, of you... Do phone books exist now still? Yeah. I haven't seen one. My office is very old-fashioned and there are no phone books in that office. There are still phone books. We... Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 15. Class dismissed.